all gas, no brake. We're going to be a special team, baby. We're going for the Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Let's go, man! Welcome back, everybody, to the Jets Way podcast. Jake, Sean, Lorenzo, back again. Finally, some positivity can be brought to this program. Fired up. Jets defeated Jacksonville Jaguars. On Sunday, Trevor Lawrence, the almighty Trevor Lawrence, goes down to the number two pick, Zach Wilson. They said to stay in college, avoid the Jets at all costs, and here we are. One touchdown pass in his last eight games, the almighty Trevor Lawrence. But before we break that all down and what the future holds for this franchise, let's just talk about how we're doing. Guys, it's good to, good to see everybody tonight. It is. I think it's been like three weeks since the Eagles game, but I think we're all feeling good, and I'm hyped to chop up some Jets with you boys. Yes, it's always our favorite time of the year, um, jet season, and, and coming up on the end here and seeing uh, what's next for the franchise. But feeling good, boys, after a nice uh, nice win on Sunday. All right, we can just hop right on into it. And before we get to anything about the game, um, just two guys I would like to just give a quick little uh, shout-out to and that need to be back for next season. Raxton Berrios, we need to bring him back. Before the free agency period begins, we need to bring him back now. I mean, don't even wait. If you can get a deal done, I mean, we couldn't wait to give John Franklin Myers all that money, all right, for just one big game for the rest of the season against the Houston Texans, who, by I mean, yesterday, say which the Houston Texans yesterday, <laughs> my God. But um, I digress. Braxton Berrios needs to be back on this team. It shouldn't cost a ton of money. He's not a superstar caliber player by any stretch of the imagination, but he's a guy – that good teams have that kind of Swiss army knife that can return kicks, can return punts, can be a good depth piece at the wide receiver position in case guys go down. And uh, Berrios has been really good and, and a nice find by Joe Douglas. Um, you know, obviously he was a member of the Patriots and I could just, that's a guy I could see going to another team and just really ascending to be something on a playoff caliber team. And if we want to be at that level, we need guys like Braxton Berrios. And um I, I see a lot about the um, left tackle position and, and Makai Becton, who has not played this whole season. Honestly, it's getting to the point, guys, that I think Makai Becton might need to think about a position change and head over to the right side. And George Fant needs to be back on this football team next season. Needs to. There's no other way around it, but – um, as far as the game goes, uh, what were you guys thinking when we won that game? Did you guys want to tank or? 75% of me wanted to win. The other 25 was like, uh, real, would be really nice to get one of these blue chip edge rusher guys. But just the team's so young. We're trying to build something. I'm sick of rooting for losses. There's no quarterback at the end of the tunnel. There's no Trevor Lawrence like last year. So I just want to win. Yeah, I think I agree. I I can agree with Sean there. I think I was, I would I would have been okay with a loss, uh, depending on the game. But I think if we would have won, uh, which we did, I would have rather Zach played well and and he did. So that was just my whole spiel there. But um, no, definitely definitely wanted a win. I feel like um, no, there's no Trevor Lawrence, there's no Zach Wilson out there for us to grab. So we have our QB. We need to uh to start building some wins. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I I would not have been <laughs> mad if we lost um, these these pass rushers, Hutchinson and the kid from Oregon. Uh, I don't even know if I can say it correctly. Dibido. Dibido. Yeah. yeah. Um, they see. I, I'm not a draft expert by any stretch of the imagination. No one here is proclaiming to be. But from all accounts, from the people that actually study this stuff and know more than we do, they're supposed to be franchise-changing talents. And the Jets need a franchise-changing talent in the worst way. So it kind of stunk. Um, we'll get into the draft and all that towards the end. And obviously, this whole offseason, that's the best time of the year um, for this program. But, uh, you know, it, it does change some things, not having one of those first two picks. But it was nice to see. It wasn't like we won in spite of Zach Wilson. He was a big reason why. Um, and a lot of young guys played really well. But first, I just would like to talk about uh, Zach before we get into anything else. 
guys, it seems like he's starting to be a little bit more comfortable back there. You see a lot of the mistakes he was making early on in the season. And one that I would like, would like to point out is on the short intermediate passes, he's not throwing the ball like it's a thousand miles an hour at guys anymore. He's checking it down effectively. He's making more happen with his legs, whereas he was trying to be like this prototypical pocket passer. That, that's not who he is. And we finally are starting – we need to use his legs a lot more with design quarterback runs. But you see that he's starting to do the things that got him to be the number two pick in the draft. And it just seems like the kid's playing with a lot looser energy out there. He's not playing – he's not playing scared. It's not like he's trying to play to lose. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's not out there afraid he's going to make a mistake. He's out there trying to make those plays to get us wins and not just not to lose. So – um, that's great to see. And you just look at the other sideline right there with the guy in Trevor Lawrence. It doesn't really look like he knows which way is up. And for once, I, I feel like we're not in the worst position imaginable with the quarterback. Yeah, and it seems like the um, the offensive coordinator, LaFleur, um, and Zach Wilson are on the same page. And I think LaFleur has done a good job of just making Zach um, a lot more comfortable um, in the in the passing game. And um, even without his top three targets, he still seemed like he was um, comfortable out there. And um, you know, moving outside the pocket, which is always nice to see. And just the progression of the entire offense, the offensive coordinator looks like a gem, honestly. And Michael Carter, another good game. I mean, it, it's just really good to see. Yeah, and how about Tevin Coleman, too? Just I, I, would, I wanted to talk about the running backs after we talked about Zach. I, guys, I think Tevin Coleman might warrant a spot on this football team next year. It, it's trending that way. It, it really is. There's no reason not to have him back. He looks like he has plenty left in the tank, and it seems like as soon as we shifted away from Ty Johnson as that kind of RB2 after uh, Michael Carter, granted Coleman was hurt for a little bit, so we didn't really get to see it, but um, the Jets are a better team without Ty Johnson on the football field. Uh, as unfortunate as that may seem to some that believed in him, I, I thought Ty Johnson could have a, a nice role on this team. He's a fast player, but – uh, guy, you have to catch the football. There, there's no other way around it. I know that they weren't the best passes, but Guy wasn't catching the ball. In pass protection, he was abysmal. And his vision just wasn't great either. He just seemed like he would just run straight and wouldn't try to move away from the pile or any defenders. He would just run straight, and hopefully he can get through because he was so fast. And it's not going to work. Whereas Coleman, he's got a little bit of moves. And Coleman's another one that can return kickoffs as well with, with yep. Braxton Berrios. It's a nice duo right there. Good field position, something good teams do. Look at us. Um, so that was nice to see. Uh, staying on the skill position players, guys, uh, the obvious elephant in the room, Denzel Mims. What in God's name are we going to do with this guy? Because he just looks like he does not belong in an NFL uniform right now, as sad as that sounds. I'm not going to lie. I think, I think he, might, he could be cut next year. Like, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest just because yeah. it's it's so much of a headache right now. Like, he's not even – like, this would be the perfect time for him to produce shine. You know, he's getting all the opportunities, but Jeff Smith is more reliable than him right now, and that's saying a lot. I don't know. I just, yeah, Mims, I mean, he got his opportunity. He hasn't done anything with it. I mean, what more can you ask of the guy? And I agree with Alenzo. I think he's definitely on the roster bubble and – probably will be a cut next year. It's not that he's just not getting the opportunities through the air. It's not like he's not getting target. It's when he does get the ball thrown in his vicinity, he drops it. You can't drop the ball. If you're a guy trying to fight for a roster position or a starting spot and trying to prove something to a coaching staff that did not draft you, you got to catch the ball. You got to catch the ball. And just piggybacking to the, Saints disaster where you couldn't even line up correctly. It's not looking good. Um, thankfully, the 2021 draft class is playing a lot better than that 2020 draft class, which is just turning into an unmitigated disaster for this franchise. And um, you could blame it on whatever you want. You know, the, the COVID-19 offseason where they didn't have individual workouts. Adam Gase's influence because Adam Gase is terrible. So maybe – in 2022, they had more resources available and some more trustworthy opinions in the room when these decisions were made. So hopefully 2022 can be a, a similar result. And sticking on the receivers, uh, guys, Keelan Cole, Jeff Smith, uh, who are these other – DJ Montgomery is, is another one that they the, – the receiver position I think needs a, a little bit of an overhaul after the, uh, the top three guys, uh, I would say so, for next season. 
Yeah, no, definitely agree with that. Um, I definitely think just on the wide receiver position in general, um, definitely looking for a more number one target guy can stretch the field um, and just some more depth. I mean, I don't think Jameson Crowder is going to be back next year. Um, so that's someone you have to replace as well. Yeah, we definitely need some solid depth because it's showing now. We don't really have any good f- football players that were playing last week. So need to add there for sure. Yeah, it's not even like – Zach Wilson's a beautiful deep throw, deep ball thrower, and we don't have anybody that can stretch the field to show, to show that side of Zach Wilson. So it's, it's nice to see him also getting better with less than what he had in the beginning of the season. And we won't go down the, the, uh, the avenue of Corey Davis and the disappointment that's been. Um, just real quick on the offense, guys, I, I have a little bit of a take here. I think the Jets have a really solid offensive line, really solid offensive line. All right, you, you look up and down the line here. Connor McGovern, who was starting to play a lot better after that London game, next season is due $9 million. You, something you kind of have to think about. We'll talk about the other avenues we can go. Obviously, there's a particular guy that a lot of people have mixed opinions about in the first round. Um, but McGovern's played really well. Dan Feeney, who was terrible in the preseason, played a really good game on Sunday. Didn't allow any – I don't think he allowed a sack or a hurry or something something like that. So, he played well. Uh, they found the kid LDT from the Chiefs, the doctor. You can bring him back for next season. I know he's a free agent. And the tackles doesn't get talked about enough, how the offensive line has been better without Mekhi Becton. Really has. George Fan has been a Pro Bowl-level left tackle. And Morgan Moses has been rather solid on the right side. I, I really think next season – I could get killed on here for this, but what, what do you guys think about Mekhi Becton moving to right tackle next season? Is, is that really that ludicrous to think about? I don't think it's ludicrous, but I think to draft a guy top 15 as your franchise-level left tackle and then moving him only because of injury, like I don't think that would look, look good. It looks good on paper just because George Fant has played so well, but I'm not sure if that's, really good. that's ideal. He doesn't even play either. It's just uh, – It's concerning. It's concerning for I sure. definitely think it's something that's got to be explored because Fant has been good. Really good. Makai yeah. was good his rookie year, but it, you absolutely have to explore that, that route. I, I'm not an expert of the offensive line by any stretch of the imagination, but I think George Fant's been better than Makai Becton was last year. I mean, we forget Makai Becton was getting bullied by a couple premier pads. Miles Garrett last year took him for a ride on that offensive line. Like we forget that there were some games where Makai Becton was getting absolutely schooled and, and Fant has held his own this year and they paid Fant a lot of money and me, myself included. I, I was not a big fan of George Fant coming over here from the Seahawks. I thought he was part of the offensive line that got Russell Wilson killed in Seattle. And he's, I guess Joe Douglas saw something in him and it's, it's working, it's working. And uh, obviously ABT, he didn't play on Sunday, a building block there. And, this offensive line is in a good spot and credit to Joe Douglas. He said that he wanted to prioritize the line and it's, it's looking like he's held true to his word might be a year or two too late because obviously he promised to do that for Sam, but Hey, better late than never. Right. Yeah, for sure. I definitely just think our O-line's in a good spot. I would, I would say like if four or five of our starters returned, like that would be pretty good for us. Maybe upgrade um, in the interior. Um, but I think continuity is best for this team. Absolutely, I agree. And bef- well, obviously, I forgot this point. The tight end position. <laughs> Please find a tight end. Please. Begging. I, mean, I'm I, begging. Think Griffin, I think Griffin's out for the season, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, damn. Croft hasn't been awful when he's been available. When he's been available. Yeah. It'd be nice to see Yaboa get a little bit of a chance before the season's end, see what you have there. But moving on to the defensive side of the ball, uh, a standout for me has been this Bryce Hall. All right, Bryce Hall has been tremendous for this team. And that was a good example um, of Joe Douglas taking a gamble on draft day on a guy with talent who probably would have went higher than the fifth round if not for injury. And uh, Bryce Hall is a solid cornerback too. I think what this secondary needs is a guy that intercepts the football. Okay. And – is a little bit more – because it's tough to do that as a – not everybody can be Trayvon Diggs in their second year getting 11 interceptions, all right? It, you kind of need, like, a little bit of more of, like, a crafty veteran, a guy that knows quarterback tendencies a little bit more to get interceptions. But this secondary 
I think it's another piece away from being pretty solid, in my opinion. You know, definitely agree with that. Uh, Bryce Hall has been solid all year round. Um, Brandon Eccles has showed some flashes, even though he didn't have the best game on Sunday. Um, but how about that move um, for Pinnock to safety? Uh, what were your, what were your thoughts on that? that. Yeah. yeah, he was a disaster at corner. Just think Man. about our thoughts on the secondary before the season started. It's so young, and they've, they've held their own. They really have. Michael Carter, the second. I, again, I really don't – I want to focus more on the game on Sunday, but – I agree. It would be. I would like to see more Pinnock at safety after what I saw. Because at corner this year, it's been an unmitigated disaster. He's been brutal at corner. He's been falling all over the place. And finally, you saw a little something from him um, at safety. So, hey, uh, kudos to the coaching staff there. They got the guy prepared. And, and as I said before, Michael Carter the second. That's a legitimate starter right there on the defense. So, no complaints there. They, I, again, they just need that – it's kind of like it's kind of like their offense. They're like a piece or two away on offense. I, I I feel the same way for their secondary. I think they need that one marquee star, elite, that elite yeah, player. like that type of guy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's that's it's good to see there. And the defensive line, it was pretty depleted on Sunday, so it's it's kind of tough to get an accurate read, but. And obviously James Robinson got hurt too, so there, there's that's another reason why we stopped the run a, a lot better than what we have. And um, CJ Mosley, can you catch the football, please? <laughs> right through his hands. Right through his hands. I thought, I thought that iced our fate right there. I'm like, oh, I, this is destiny right now. We're gonna yep. lose. At first, I thought he caught the ball because it looked like he. I mean, he looked like he was running. I'm like, what the hell just happened here? It, brutal. Uh, the linebacker position. Let's not fool ourselves, everybody. They need a they need a linebacker. This, need some guys. Need, we we, <laughs> yeah. we need we need work there. Um, this Javian Gidry, uh, just going back to the secondary, he played a nice game. He had the nice pass breakup on, on fourth and one, and the end zone did a nice job running with that guy. So, my opinion of the defense hasn't changed much. We we need some some wholesale changes on on that front. No, I definitely agree with that for sure. And just a little bit of a crystal ball into the future. I've read that the Denver Broncos are likely to move on from Vic Fangio. Yes, please. As a new defensive coordinator, please. You, you think Salah's moving on from Ulbrich after one year? He has a little bit of a background with Fangio, I read. I don't know. Ulbrich has been terrible. Terrible this season, man. Uh, it's It's been bad. I just don't know if, like... I don't know if that's going to happen for our team. I don't even want to get my hopes up. <laughs> I just think money talks. Make the guy the highest paid assistant in the league. Why not? I'm down. I'm definitely down for that. Because I, I, I just think – I mean, listen, man, you look at Ulbrich's background. What makes me think that this defense uh, – granted, they need better players. I'm not saying that they don't. But how is he well-equipped to be the leader of this defense for a playoff caliber team? Cause we all hope that they are a playoff caliber team next year. It led the Atlanta Falcons defense. Was Atlanta known for defense? No. Ever. And then this year has been an abomination. So I think they could use an upgrade at defensive coordinator and uh, the kicker before we start uh, breaking down some other things, the kicker, you had the extra point blocked. Of course, right after the 52-yard <laughs> touchdown run by Zach. Typical Jets right there. Um, the punter looks a lot better. I, I still think they need a kicker. Let's not get fooled by Pinheiro. I thought for sure he was going to get another kick blocked, by the way. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Kick, he was he like had a the freaking, low kicks, yeah. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Brutal there. He made him. That's all that matters. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yep. I, you know who was kicking this weekend? I forgot who it was. I think it was for the uh, – I think it was the Browns. Was the guy that we had in training camp, Chris yes. uh, Nagar. Nagar? Was it Nagar? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I saw that. I did see that. I, I'm sitting. I'm sitting there thinking to myself because weren't weren't the Browns down by a field goal at one point? They were they at the end of the game. It was on Christmas Day. I'm like, wouldn't it yeah. be fitting for this guy to kick like a 58 yarder? <laughs> drills for, it for them to win. Drills it. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that guy. Well, yeah. Matt Amendola is still out of work. Hope he finds a job soon. Seems like a nice guy. Um, guys, uh, just obviously we're happy that the Jets won or kind of happy in my, my perspective. Uh, I would have pref- 
I don't know if I would have preferred to lose, but yeah, maybe I would have, but you can't, you can't be too upset that your team wins, especially since haven't done much of that um, at all. in the last decade, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, Nick Foles. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Have a happy holidays to you and your loved ones. The Jets now are pretty close to having two. I think it's all but clinched. The Jets are have two picks in the top 10. I mean, they're at seven now. Four and four and six, actually. They're, I thought they're seven right now. No, they're, yeah, they're above uh, Carolina, I believe, because of some tiebreaker issue or strength of schedule, something yeah. like that. But Bef- Before we move on, how, how horrible are the Carolina Panthers under Matt Rule? <sighs> horrible. So bad. Eh. And they were booing Sam when he came on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly felt bad, but that's, that's just, wow, crazy. Where, where were all the, uh, the experts uh, that said Darnold was this uh, going to be uh. the answer over there? That it was all the Jets. Joe Brady was going to fix him. Joe Brady's unemployed. That's not his fault, <laughs> by the way. Sam, how many people does the Sam need to get fired? His <laughs> yeah. literally gets everybody fired. But they're they're brutal. But we also have their second round pick, so not upset that they're brutal. Um, so Seattle, four and six now. You said I thought it was seven, but it was six seven tomato tomato. Um, been a hot topic, very early in the process right now no combine no pro day, none of that just looking at everything right now based on what you've guys seen so far this year what positions do you think that fourth and seventh pick or sixth pick need to be devoted to because you 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 can go a lot of different ways my opinion but here's see where you guys stand on that front I think for me, I'm always leaning towards best player available. But if we are deciding positions, I'm going to say cornerback, edge, and wide receiver are three that three positions groups that you have to prioritize in these first two picks. If I had to pick two, I think it's wide receiver and cornerback because it doesn't look like we're in the range yeah. of the top two edge guys. Stingley, he's a gamble. He is, but. That guy is – I am not picking that guy. No, thank you. I have a very uh, thorough mindset on guys that were hurt in college. Hurt in college, hurt in the pros. Unless you're drafted on day three, that's fine. Day one, N-O, you need a safe bet, and this team for sure needs a safe bet. I'm not going anywhere near that guy. No, thanks. You, another team could take the gamble. Not a problem, especially with the top five pick. No, sorry. If you, if you have to choose between Stingley and Hamilton, who are you choosing? Hamilton. Hamilton, I don't want either of them. There's still a lot of time, you know. It's yeah, it, after with the combine and medicals and stuff, so the board will shift as it always does. Oh, most certainly will. I mean, yeah. you, you look at last year, like I can give you some examples off the top of my head. Zach Wilson was barely uh, – it was like a top – it was like it was a question if he was a first round pick almost last year, and not the number two pick. Wasn't yeah. it was Justin Fields the whole way? Yep. yep. So there's that. Kadarius Tony was mocked as like a third round pick last year before the draft started, and then people started digging into the tape. AVT, another good example, was think was a guy that people thought they can get in the second round. So a, a lot can change. A, a, a lot could. Um, even K, even our buddy Kaywood's buddy Kyle Trask was thought as a potential first-round pick last year around this time. I'm not kidding. <laughs> so, um, a lot can change. But where I'm where I'm standing right now, guys, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I might get killed on here. I'm taking a wide receiver <laughs> at four. I'm taking the best. Why? Why can't we have the best wide receiver in the draft? Why? Like you look at the you look at the teams that have taken a receiver recently. How's Denver uh, – not Denver. How's Cincinnati doing? The Bengals. How are they doing after taking Jamar Chase last year? Swell. Excellent. Why can't we have a guy like Jamar Chase? Even Waddle, too, man. He's a player. Waddle's a player? Um, the Devontae year before – Smith. Yeah, he's a little bit too elect. I think the other two guys are a lot better, to be honest with you. Just, just, just in, like, sense. a poor offense. Yeah. Devontae. I mean, Miami offense. <laughs> Miami offense isn't poor. 
No, it is just with like, with, yeah, you're right. Like hurts and stuff. I hear you. Um, you go back to the year before. I mean, how, how great would it be if we had CD lamb right now instead of Makai Becton? I've, I've said that only the last two years. Yeah. Um, even Judy, it's been working for teams and I, I would like to start being one of those teams. Any, any, what are we thinking there at four? I'm not talking with the Seattle pick at four draft, the number one receiver in the draft. I like it, but who do you prioritize at seven or wherever, whoever, who do you prioritize with Seattle's pick? You see, again, I might get killed on here, but right now I, a couple, a couple weeks ago, I might've let, I might've said that that's ridiculous, but the center from Iowa, we need wow. to have a conversation mm-hmm. about, I'm, it's just, I'm not saying that that's like the, the way that you're an idiot if you don't know what you're talking about. But right now, what, I mean, we can't at least, like, we can't have a conversation. I mean, the, the argument of you don't take a center or an interior offensive lineman in the top 10, I think is a little ridiculous, in my opinion. I don't think that's a reason you don't draft him um, because it's the only position that I don't think you draft in the top five is safety. I think that's the most ridiculous thing. Or even an inside linebacker, I think that's ridiculous too. But he's not just a center. He could also play guard. And it, the hype kind of reminds me of, do you guys remember when, um, I forgot what year exactly. It was the year of Darnold, Barkley, Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, those guys. It was, it's kind of like the Quentin Nelson hype to me. Where Quentin Nelson was a sixth round, sixth overall pick. That was high for an interior offensive lineman. I, would we sign up for Quentin Nelson on this football? I mean, we, we, we can't have a guy like, where, where am I? Like, Hello. I I see your point. My only thing is we have the worst defense in the league. I mean, I guess it all depends on free agency, all that. Yeah, it's all, to, all tied together. But, like, I'll just leave it there. It all depends on the whole process, to be honest. Yes, at, bingo. Yeah, go ahead, Sean. I'm sorry. At, like, face value, I, I would say I would lean towards no taking a center that high. And as for wide receiver at four – I'm on board. I'm definitely on board. But here's my thing, though, guys. I mean, you say don't take a center at, at you know, whatever pick the Seattle Seahawks pick is or in general. What position – like, do you really want to take the – I mean, everyone li- – again, I don't know anything about these guys, to be completely honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm not going to tell you a guy stinks or is, is the almighty. I just don't want guys that are hurt. That's the reason why I said that about Stingley. I, I don't need to see – just hurt – no thanks. Like off the board, um, but like this guy Karloffis from Purdue, is he? It, it, are we just reaching for a need, or is he really? Because I'm looking at the college production. I mean, four and a half sacks. That's what are we? Again, um, <laughs> low. That's not. It's not great. I, as just somebody that obviously I'm not watching the games or anything like that. I mean, it's it's incredible how many. Uh, Purdue football aficionados <laughs> that we interact with on a daily basis. It's, it's mind boggling. It's crazy. They watch so much Purdue football. I <laughs> wish I had the time to do that, but um, is that more of a reach though? And you're like, if we had to reach on a pass rusher, that's not a concern for you guys. No, that's a huge concern. I don't think we should be reaching on any. My mindset is take best player available based on your positions of need. If there's no edge rusher that you feel is, necessary of a top four or five pick then there's no reason we should take him just because it's a position of need yeah we should never be reaching and i'm i'm good with mcgovern playing center next year so we just have so many needs everywhere and like lo said it definitely depends on free agency too it sounds like all three of us are pretty on the same page of need to draft the receiver with one of these first two picks i think that's pretty safe to say um, it seems like a pretty deep wide receiver class, but I, I personally think we need to draft two receivers. So I'm not saying it, it, another one needs to be drafted. I don't care what round it is. They, they should double dip at receiver at some point um, because you, as we're seeing this season, you need pass catchers. You need pass catchers in this league. And um, again, I don't know a ton about a lot of these guys. I'm sure there will be risers and fallers throughout this draft, but um, we did ask uh, very last minute for the, the, the Twitter followers to send us their comments and questions. And um, Benny asks, 
with Seattle's pick, would you rather Garrett Wilson or Jamison Williams? He's saying that he would prefer um, uh, Garrett Wilson. Just to answer your question, from what I've seen, I think Jamison Williams is the best wide receiver in this draft class, just from what I've seen. No, I definitely agree with you. I think especially for what we need for this offense too, uh, we need someone who can stretch the field. Um, kind of a big play, big playmaker kind of wide receiver. Um, He's a big guy too. Yeah, super fast open in, in open space. So, like, that's something that I, I want to see. Um, so, I, I would prefer Jamison Williams, and he, he has the stats to prove it as well. I'm going to go with Jamison as well. Batman has been pumping the receivers out. That's my guy. Yeah, and I, I've actually watched a little bit of Ohio State this year because it, it's Ohio State. It's not like it's watching BYU. I'm going to be honest with you. I really don't know if, it, it, again, I don't want to sound like uh, Mel Kuyper here, but the other Ohio State wide receiver looks pretty damn good to me too, Chris Olave, who we saw last year. Remember that game against Clemson last year? Yeah. I don't think he played in the national championship game either. Olave. I'm not sure he did. I'm not sure. I don't think he – again, don't quote me on that, but um, we saw that game last year against Clemson from what I've seen. Olave looks like a big-time player. Um, So, I'm not sure if, uh, you know, Wilson is the best wide receiver on his own team. He very well could be, but um, just the Alabama wide receiver pool, um, it just seems like they have some type of laboratory over there that just cranks out stud wide receivers. Let, let's get a little piece of the pie, shall we, please? <laughs> and Jameson so, Williams transferred from Ohio State. Yeah. Did you, did you guys too. know that? Yeah. No. He's he's exactly what we need. He really is. <laughs> yeah. And, and just going back on, on positions here, guys, uh, another idea that kind of was flown out there, which I'm, I'm kind of like, huh, okay. What if we double-dipped on the offensive line with tackle – and the, the center, Linderbaum from Iowa, would that be frowned upon? You know, say we go Evan Neal or uh, the guy Cross has a lot of hype around him. What are, what are we thinking there? Is that just kind of like, okay, let's chill out on the offensive line here. We, we kind of have some, some other areas we, we need to address here. No, I definitely don't think that's a, a bad plan, but I think you have to definitely draft the receiver in round two then, like have to. Unless you're signing. Go ahead. ahead. He's saying O-line with the first two picks? Yes. Say say they go Evan Neal from Alabama, the offensive tackle, who looks like a pretty big guy, too. I mean, um, what if we go him and then Linderbaum with the Seattle pick? So you kind of have, okay, the off. It's kind of like I get, I kind of get the thought process because I guess Dallas did that with their offensive line, you know, taking Tyron Smith and Zach Martin, all those guys. Those are all first round picks. Um, I guess I, mean, I can see it, but yeah, I would prefer not to because we do have two high second round picks too that could be used on uh anywhere on the O line. But yeah, it's just kind of like I just don't think the offensive line is that bad. Where I think yeah. they really could use an upgrade at center as as much better as McGovern has played. I think a good center takes this offensive line to one of the best units in the league. I really do. Um, I don't think they really need a guard. I think LDT is a fine guard. If you can, if you can bring him back next year and find one of those guards in on day three, early day three, or later on in day two, I, I think that's fine. As I think though, the kid from Iowa is, is a pretty safe bet, man. I don't know. He, yeah, he's, don't, he's a lot of hype. I just don't think we have to, like you said, I think our old line is good enough where we don't have to spend two first round picks on O line. Yeah, I also worry about overdrafting a pass rusher. That's my biggest thing, and I don't know, man. I, I'm a big believer in spending on defense this offseason. We'll talk about the the uh, free agent targets in just a little bit, but I don't know. I think this draft is more of an offensive draft from just what I can see as an outsider's view. Yeah, no, I, th- I think we all share the same perspective with you on that one. For sure. And also, you got Carl Lawson coming back next year as a pass rusher. That, that, that is true. And, and who knows? Maybe the Achilles injury is not what it once was. You see Cam Akers already coming back to play for the Rams. Six months. 
That's crazy. That is that is really <laughs> it's like psychotic, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even he must have healed in like some bizarre way because he's actually back, like it's weird. But maybe the injury is not as bad as it once was, is what I'm saying. Because remember the ACL injury was kind of like a career ender? Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. God willing, please, please. Just don't play him at all in the preseason or, or, or the, the – please, don't – you know, maybe a few practices to ramp it up, but you know, no contact, please. Just let's have him available, please, for uh, opening day. Thank you. Um, free agents, guys. Uh, the, the target's out there. We all know the list. Just real quick, uh, the franchise tag will obviously kind of put a, uh, a pin in the balloon, so to say, on a lot of the uh, – the dreams that we have, uh, there will be no. We're not going to waste time. They're not. Dread, they're not signing Devontae Adams. They're not. Um, I don't even think J.C. Jackson will hit the open market. The Patriots corner, uh, just, just the top two guys. Is there any names that you guys are looking at that are like okay? Um, just off the top of your heads, we don't have to do any you know, research or anything like that. Just off the top of your heads, who are we looking at to kind of go into the draft and say okay, you know what, we got this position under control. We can attack these other areas of need on this football team. I think for me, uh, safety, uh, safety would be huge to get in the off season uh, free agency rather um, someone like Jesse Bates. Um, someone I like on the Bengals. Um, yeah. That's another guy I could see being franchise tag though, but I, I agree. Yeah. It'd be nice. Marcus Williams. Yeah. That's, that's what I too. was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Marcus may. No, <laughs> he's done. What do you, what are you thinking? Sir Sean, how about a linebacker to go next to CJ Mosley? Uh, they're linebackers. I, I don't really know who's available off the top of my head at linebacker, but this draft does look like a pretty decent draft of linebackers. Uh, the, the kid from Georgia, Dean, I don't know how the, that guy is going to be a top 20. There is no way that guy falls out of the first round from, from what I've seen when George, there's no way. He'll be top 15 probably. So th- it would have been nice. I mean, obviously we love Elijah Moore, but the kid from Cleveland looks great. Owusu Karamo from Notre Dame last year. Yes, he, yeah. That's exactly what the Jets need at linebacker. Exactly. Kind of like they, they tried to get it in Keanu Neal, that kind of safety defensive back mold, the guy that's that's big enough to cover tight ends, but he's not slow as a freaking cement truck. And I'm looking for the analogy there. <laughs> and can run with these running backs. Um, so that that's the kind of guy they need. Um Cop. Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> Jamal Adams, come on. No, I, I said that. No, 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 you know what? You know what, though? Hamilton, it's funny because I think Jamal would have been great in this defense. I'm just putting it out there. Obviously, Jamal, I, th- I think he would have been great. But um, but Hamilton would be great if this was the second round is what I'm trying to put it out there. If it's the second round, yes, draft him. But, folks, we've been there. We are not drafting a safety in – in the top 10, we're not doing it. We just traded. I mean, can you just see? There's no way Douglas will just say, hmm, I'm sitting here with this extra first-round pick because I traded away a safety because we had so many <laughs> issues on on the football team and we need to address, especially offense, where we've been inept and totally awful forever. Yeah, you know what? Let me draft another safety now. That, that, that's not happening, folks. Get out of here with that. That's the only, that's the only draft take that I just can't tolerate, honestly. If, if you want to have a conversation about Carl Office, fine. Okay, you know what? God bless you. We need a pass rusher. Sold. I, I don't know if that's what I would do, but okay, we, we can have the conversation. But safety, please, don't go there. <laughs> would you guys like to see our running back edit in no. free agency? No. 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 I would. would you, we got Tevin Coleman. We do, but how about, how about a Ronnie Jones? Ronald Jones. Yes. <laughs> Just a change what? of pace. No. He's not going to cost a lot at all. He's going to cost um, very little. I don't want Ronald Jones. The, all right. It, so it, say Tevin Coleman isn't brought back. So we need to add somebody's. See, that's a position I think they could add in the draft. That too. Like yeah, more that's of true. A, a bruiser. Ronald. That's what Ronnie is, man. Jones. Did you see how terrible he was in pass protection over the weekend? There's a reason why they don't play him. He's, gotta, he's not as bad as people say. I'll say that. He's got awful vision, too. I've never liked him. No. He gets a bad rap, that guy. No. I, I, <laughs> Jake, no. Is not, Jake is not yeah. sold. He's no, not please. sold. No, no, no. <laughs> not, not that. But 
I, again, I, you know who I think is actually pretty halfway decent that um, has had a little bit of a disappointing career? I guess Ronald Jones hasn't had that disappointing. Rashad Penny looks pretty good for the for the Seattle Seahawks. It's kind of like that north, yeah. and south, north to south runner. That's one that I think – but Ronald Jones, no. <laughs> no. You had me. You had me until you brought up Ronald Jones. <laughs> um, the position I'm, I'm talking about that needs to be addressed, like as soon as – instead of Gerard Davis, we need to go out there and sign – is a tight end, please, for the life of me. Um, a couple – some good ones. Um, I see some names out there on Twitter that are like, okay, yes, we would take those guys, but oh, it, it, that's not saying much. Like, people are bringing up Hayden Hurst. Okay, yes, that's, a, that's an improvement, but w- what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, aim, aim higher, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I look at a guy – I think Dalton Schultz is the guy. I think that's the guy we need to go out there and get. He can do it all as a blocker, as well as a receiver, ascending talent. That's about a, I, I like, I like Dalton Schultz. Um, David Njoku, Mike Gesicki. Yeah. Gesicki don't really block though. He's strictly, he's like, he's basically a wide receiver. Sign me up for any of those guys. And Exactly. But it's kind of like talking about Adam Gase where any yeah. coach that we hired <laughs> that wasn't, there was like maybe one or two coaches like Marvin Lewis that would have annoyed us. But outside of that, it was kind of hard to get upset about who we'd hire because it's bound to be better than what we had. And that's kind of what we're doing with the tight end position. But you brought up in That's another one where it's like, eh, really? He's pretty solid. Yeah. But is he my first virus, yeah. uh tight end I'm calling? Probably not, but. I still think they need to draft one. I think you need to sign one and draft one. I agree. I agree. There's another Iowa tight end out there in the draft. Uh, might as well we should just draft one from there. They all, they're all good, <laughs> yeah. except Noah Fant, who's, you know, of course, because I picked them for my fantasy. Um, <laughs> yay. Uh, but tight end, I do like, though, running back line. I mean, listen, this, this team kind of needs a lot of areas, but here's another good one here to spend some premium money on. How about another pass rusher? Why can't we sign names in mind? Harold Landry been, been, been telling the masses. I'm on board. Yeah. I like it. 11 sacks this year, 25 years old, very versatile edge rusher can do a lot of things can drop back into coverage. Freak athlete. You put him on the other side of Carl Lawson with Quinnen Williams rushing up the middle. Rankins, who, by the way, needs to be back on the team next year. I don't know what this is all about. It's $5 million, folks. I mean, we need to replace these players that we cut. So hang on to the guy, please. Um, Rankins uh, and Quinnen Williams up the middle. John Franklin Myers on the defensive line as well. Okay. You know, it's funny because, yes, that's a lot of money towards the defensive line, but you look at a football team. It's kind of like, it's kind of like building a, uh, it's kind of like building a house. You know what I'm saying? You spend good money on the infrastructure of your football team. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, you're going to spend a lot of money to make sure that the house stands up correctly on the defensive line, the offensive line, the front seven, the guys in the trenches doing all that dirty work because those guys are irreplaceable without those guys, the house has fallen down. Those those wide receivers, the safeties, those off the ball hybrid safety linebackers, they're kind of like the uh, they're kind of like the uh, the wall art of the house. The stuff that you go inside <laughs> that makes it look good. That stuff's like the non they're non necessities to have. Obviously, you need them, but they're not those those guys that will always give you a fighting chance. You can always find more of those guys. Not the foundation. Not the foundation. No. So pass rusher, offensive line, those are good positions. Those are good positions to invest the money into in free agency. It, a lot of good teams are doing it. I mean, it's just crazy, man. The, the success rate of wide receivers early in the draft. It's like a lot of people bring up these other names at wide receiver for free agency, like, who who are some names out there like uh, Mike, Mike Williams? Mike Williams. Um, who I would take, obviously. Who I would take. We actually ha- we actually had a question. Um, I was going to bring up Mike Williams. I usually go with the flow here. And Ryan asks, are Mike Williams and or Dalton Schultz realistic free agent targets for the Jets? 
I think they are, but Schultz, we talked about it. But Williams, eh, they could do better. Yeah, you guys, you guys want him? No, I think I, I just I think my mind is set on taking a receiver in the first round where we don't need to spend another on another wide receiver again, like high, um, giving up big money to another wide receiver again. It kind of reminds yeah. me of Corey Davis. Like he had one, he was a, he was drafted in the top five. He had one year of real relevancy outside of all the injuries. It just – no thanks. I he think they injured. need – He gets injured a lot. Exactly. So, like what we were saying, spend money on the foundation. Draft the wide receivers and all the, the fun stuff. Because if you really think about it, what good team allows a wide receiver that's good to hit free agency? Of the, I mean, has there been a big money wide receiver that's really been good on another team? Yeah, you're right. Kenny Galladay, we all thought was going to be – everybody loved him. Yeah. I mean, How's the that working just, out? That's just – they're in a very, very bad spot. How's that working out? I mean, I just – I can't think of any good – like Devontae Adams doesn't hit the market. There's no way – there is no – unless he's fit – unless he says, I am not going back to the Packers because I hate you all so much, they're going to tag him. But regardless, you, you see what I'm saying here? Yeah. For up to them, he's not hitting the market. Um, what a dream it would be, though. Yeah, yeah like Godwin. That was another pipe dream. Uh, He's maybe. I mean, now it's just looking like he goes back to Tampa Bay on a cheap one-year deal after the uh, the torn ACL. But got, receivers tend to get extensions before the final year of their contract is up. And if they get tagged, they usually get tagged, and then they work out an extension. Like DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's had like three contract extensions in the NFL. Julio. How about, about Allen Robinson? Is he a guy you th- that you think could uh, hit the open market? Oh, he'll hit the open market. I don't think that's a question. I mean. And it'll be a cheaper deal. I don't think he's a fit, though. I think he's looking to, to, to play on a better team with a the, with the proven quarterback. I think he's had enough. I yeah, you think I, – I don't think that's a fit. I don't think he's coming here regardless, but just wanted to hear your thoughts. A guy I liked last year and is going to be back on the market this year. I think Juju would be a nice fit for this football team. Really do. Be another cheaper type deal. I'm all on board for that. Yeah, because they're going to have to replace Crowder as well. So they, they, I'm not saying that they don't need to sign a receiver, but I mean, I can see Mike Williams commanding big money. Oh, if it's yeah, big no. money for him, I'm, I'm out. Like, I could see Gallup commanding some decent money too, man. I really could. I could see Gallup getting the same deal. It's kind of like what you remember last year with Curtis Samuel, kind of like that contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, Corey Davis didn't get paid chump change last year. Corey Davis got the most guaranteed money outside of Galladay on the open market. Damn. So, I think Gallup is better. I think you're definitely out on Corey Davis, Jake, but as a number three, we'll we'll see what happens next year. We'll see. It's just... No, it's it's been a brutal... It's brutal. It's not even like... It's not that I don't want to see... It's just... Bro, even when he played, it was like he was falling down left and right, couldn't catch the ball. There really was no positives outside of the Tennessee game. You're right. I mean, the Carolina game week one was good, but the New England game, (laughs) it's just been – it was bad, man. I mean, he really needs to prove something next year. Um, I don't think he's a number one, but he could be a solid secondary option um, for for this wide receiver group. Yeah, it's crazy. It's funny because in Tennessee, that kind of was the story, right? I mean, they have A.J. Brown there. Corey Davis is kind of playing like that second fiddle role to A.J. Brown, more like the third option in the offense. Behind, Obviously, the offense runs through Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, maybe, but I don't know. It's we'll just, see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see there. Um, if you just, – just before – real quick before we live off, guys – uh, just to, to your to your heads, like give me two free agents uh, that you're signing. If you if you have to pick to spend big money to leave the franchise tags alone, I'm gonna exclude Devonte Adams. That's that doesn't count. I'll, I'll put J C Jackson in the pool, Jesse Bates in the pool, 
everybody else that's not Devontae Adams you could sign? Just who are the two guys that you kind of be like, okay, you know what, if we need to sign two, spend big money on, these will be the guys. Uh, for me, I would say J.C. Jackson and Dalton Schultz. I'm going to go all defense. I'm going to go Marcus Williams and J.C. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, our buddies over at U Stadium said brought this up too. I saw them tweet it with J.C. They would go all in on the J.C. Jackson, Jesse Bates. It's it's kind of hard to hate that. But just for the the point of being different, um, I'm really big on Harold Landry, guys. I think that's I, – I, I think – I really think it would be better if we signed him and didn't draft a pass rusher that wasn't one of the top two guys rather than maybe potentially reaching on a George Carl office at a Purdue. So if you sign Landry and you draft the receiver and an offensive lineman or another corner, we'll see how the board plays out. I think that would be better use of our assets. So I'm going to go with Harold Landry, and it's hard not to like J.C. Jackson. It's hard not to. I mean, how many interceptions does this guy have in the last two years? It's got to be more than the Jets as a team. Yeah. He's a ball hawk. He's a ball He's hawk. Good. He's very good. It would kind of suss me out a little bit if the Patriots let him hit the open market and let the Jets of all teams pick him up. That wouldn't really scare anybody at all, or is it just kind of like, okay, you know what, we paid? No, that's a, I think that's a good point, especially with, like, how Bill Belichick runs that team. Like, it would just be interesting to see him let go of one of his best defenders to a division rival. That's the only thing that sussed me out, but the Jets are in no position to they, – they, to, they have to try something, right, to improve that secondary. All in. Yeah, all in. But, guys, this was our last pro- podcast of 2021. Would you believe that? We've had wow. – um, yeah, it's, it's been a nice year. Always great talking to everybody. We'll be back at the start of 2022 as we begin a new season of the Jetsway podcast. It's been a great ride. Guys, have a belated Merry Christmas and an even happier New Year. Happy New Year, Jets Nation. Yeah. You yeah. too as well, boys. You got, We all deserve it. Um, guys, we'll talk next week. Everybody... If you enjoyed the program, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. We definitely appreciate it. It helps out the program a lot. Follow us on Twitter at Jetsway Podcast. And as always, go Jets. Go Jets.